Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in 1 Corinthians 9, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for watching over us. And thank you for guiding me back to the right place. The understanding that I don't have to be perfect. I can't earn your love. I can't earn your grace. And doing this and doing that isn't the solution. But it's the heart. It's the striving. It's the desire to love you and to do your will. Christ says, if you love me, you will obey me. And if you, reversing that, if you obey me, you love me. And really, I desire that, Lord. But not always do I do it. It's like, it was said, and I believe by Paul, that he constantly has the, these principles at war within him. The desire in his mind to do right, but his physical does wrong. It's the constant battle that even he couldn't over, that he didn't overcome. But we overcome it with your strength and your grace and your mercy. So, Father, I pray that as we go through today, that would focus on you and doing your will and loving you and appreciating you for what you've done. And I just pray as we read that you'd open our hearts and our minds and that you would help us to understand what we need to know, what message you have for us, and may we have the strength to fulfill it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, so you might understand from from that that there has been a struggle in my life in my heart and kind of just thinking you know I can't do can't do the right things I keep failing and yet God keeps coming back to me and showing me it's not my effort it's my desire it's my heart I can't just then you know say oh I'm free to do this and I'll be forgiven at the same time I can't be perfect and he loves me despite that but the striving is the important part. So I want to read real quick something from Spurgeon. It's in the comment. It's in the description of this um, this episode from Spurgeon. But I want to just read it kind of as a mindset for myself. He asked, <clears throat> "I ask you what there what was there in Paul by the grace of God, which may not be in you." And what had Jesus done for Paul more than for you? He was divinely changed, and so have you been, if you have passed from darkness into marvelous light. And I have to keep reminding myself that Paul isn't Superman, that Paul isn't some superhero, but Paul is just a guy. Paul's just a guy like me. Paul had an event, had an experience with Jesus, had an experience And then he lived his life for Christ. And ultimately, at the end of the day, verse 22 is so key. To the weak I became weak, to to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save them. Really, that's what the message is. That's what it's about. So, and that's the ultimate loving your neighbor as yourself, right? So let's go ahead and jump into 
verse 9, I mean chapter 9, verse 1. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen our Lord? Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers in Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? So obviously the Corinthians were objecting to supporting, and they weren't supporting Paul. And he's like, hey, guys, what's your... These, the Corinthians were first, hey, we're super smart. We've been in Jesus. We've known God for three years. And so we're super smart and you're not. And we're going to follow this other these other leaders because they're smarter than you. And then we're not going to go and support you either financially. Um, so they're really in a lot of rebellion. And, you know, Paul is, uses, I, I like it. He's, a, he's kind of sarcastic. And he's asking these questions that the only answer is yes, but he walks them along the path. So verse seven, who serves as a soldier at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes, who tends a flock and does not drink the milk. Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading on the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us, because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seeds among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights, and I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. For I would rather die than allow anyone to deprive me of this boast. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach, in, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Verse 19. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jews to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, 
so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessing. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make my make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So, Paul is really just pointing out and talking about how showing how he lives those comp, those ideas from the previous and earlier chapters. But the biggest one I see, the greatest one that I see, well, one, <laughs> there's two. One is he's living and doing everything for Christ. And he loves God, obviously, with his whole heart. But two, he also loves his neighbor as himself. And he loves those people that he's trying to help save. And that ultimately is what we've been commanded to do and what Jesus commanded when he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. The reality is, is I struggle with that, and that's what this journey is, is learning to love God appropriately and passionately and with all my being and to then love my neighbors. And I am completely convinced that without God guiding me, strengthening me, and helping me, I can't love my neighbors as myself. I'm just not that good of a person. I'm not that guy. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very judgmental. I'm very much just a critical person. But my desire is to fill, fulfill that command. And that's what I hope we're accomplishing. That's what I pray and know we're accomplishing on this journey. So with that, let's go ahead and close up with prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Paul. You know, you, you sit there and you think about a man thousands of years ago and wonder in amazement that he can be so relative or relevant to me today. And I'm grateful, Lord, you chose just right. In your wisdom, you chose the perfect person. You chose the perfect apostles as examples, the disciples, all of them, because I can relate and they relate to me. And I'm grateful. So, Lord, I pray today that I would go out and do your will. I would keep you at the forefront of my heart and my mind. And that you would help me with my struggles as I struggle to love others as myself. So, Father, I lift up this day to you, and I pray for my children, I pray for my nation, and I pray for my friends, that you would keep them safe, that you would restore them, and that they may know you more and more each and every day. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.